Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey there. Lil Barron. <laughs> hey, Mr. Case. Hey, hey, do you ever, um, what was I going to ask you? No, oh, do you, do you ever forget things? Uh, <laughs> 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 Only every moment. <laughs> yeah, you saw what I did there, I did, right? I, I thought, did. I that thought, was good. <laughs> I thought that would be so, so clever. You we are. all do, right? Yeah. We all do. We forget people's yeah. names. We forget where we put down our keys, mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? All the time. Every, every one of us has been there. Mm-hmm. While sometimes that's embarrassing, um, sometimes it's troubling, mm-hmm. oftentimes it's just plain frustrating. <laughs> the situation isn't helpless. There are oh. actually things that you can do to improve both your short and your long-term memory. And here's the kick, the kicker, the cool thing. Many of them are really super easy, very simple things. It's not eating broccoli, is it? Oh, <laughs> Put the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I'll forget. All right. Cross off number one from the list. I, fa- I found this article. It's okay. called 36 Science-Backed Tricks to Sharpen Your Memory. Oh. It's written by Leah Groth for Women's Day magazine. And I'm not going to go over all of them. Okay. But I'm going to touch on a few of them that uh, kind of caught my eye. Things that I thought were interesting or things that I'm already doing because I needed that affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> but the first one, Lil, yes. the first one, eat your greens. <laughs> no, really? How, how did you know? <laughs> because it always has something because to do with broccoli. You remember hearing something about this I a did. long time ago, and because you eat your broccoli, it yeah. was recalled to your memory, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Not only do greens provide essential nutrients such as protein, iron, fiber, mm-hmm. they're also good for your brain. It really is really? true. Recent research published in the Journal of Neurology claims that eating one to two servings of leafy greens a day improves your memory and overall cognitive ability. Really? So, I'm just saying, (laughs) Lil, broccoli it up. (laughs) Not for you. No, spinach. Okay, spinach spinach. works too. Spinach works too. Number two, this is an easy one too, I think. Drink your water. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Eight glasses a day, they say, keeps the doctor away and it keeps your memory performing at its best as well. This is according to a 2010 review. They say water or specifically a lack thereof can most definitely influence cognition. And this is especially the case when it comes to concentration, alertness and short term memory. Hmm. So if you're worried about your uh, cognitive performance, make sure you're getting your yourself hydrated. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. This one was new to me and kind of uh, interesting. They say that you should consume turmeric and black pepper daily. You know, you brought that up. We the talked other, about we black did. pepper a couple of weeks ago, we right? We did. So that's why it caught my eye. Yeah. And this is interesting. This is according to neurotherapist, Dr. Mike Dow. He's the author of Think, Act, and Be Happy. He says, eating this combination in curry is what scientists believe explains rural India's remarkably low rates of Alzheimer's disease. He says this combination has been shown to block the accumulation of plaques that may lead to memory loss. According to Dr. Dow, the black pepper helps the curmican, the curcumin, (laughs) excuse me, curcumin in turmeric. How's that for a tongue twister? Anyway, it helps that stuff make its way to your brain. Really? And he adds that there are many ways to add turmeric into your diet, like sprinkling on your eggs or your cauliflower rice-based fried rice. You see how they tried to yeah. trick us into yeah. eating cauliflower rice? <laughs> I <laughs> they did. just slide it in there when they think no one's watching, right? <laughs> Number four, eat more fish. Huh. 
So Dr. Dow points out that the omega-3s in fish are incredible for your memory. He says, unlike plant-based sources of omega-3s, fish contain DHA, and this is what he calls your think-better omega-3 as it's associated with memory. If you're a vegan, he suggests looking for an algae-based DHA. Mm. Uh, Here's an interesting one. Cut down on your television time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Done, right? Yeah. So Dr. Dow points out that there's research that shows that everything from travel to board games to gardening is associated with great memory. However, watching television is just about the only one that is associated with poorer memory. So... I mean, everything in moderation, right? right? But maybe we need to switch off the boob tube and get out and do some gardening or something. Here's the last one. This was interesting to me as well. And that is to add a little sprint to your step. Oh. So according to a 2007 study, exercisers who added speed to their workout by way of two three-minute sprints memorized new words 20% faster than those who didn't. Really? Yeah. So this could do have to do with the fact that cardiovascular exercise increases your blood flow and that triggers growth in the part of the hippocampus responsible for memory and verbal learning. I thought it was because they had to remember to sprint. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a challenge. That could be a challenge. And and let's be honest, a three-minute sprint is that's a sprint. That's a that's a little bit of work out there. But twenty percent better memory. Yeah. Huh. Those are all Can good you things, let me right? know how that goes for <laughs> yeah. you? I'll let you know next time I sprint three minutes and memorize 20% more That's words. Right. So, Lil, today's guest is yes. Quinn Butler. Quinn is a graduate from the University of Akron in Ohio mm. with a bachelor's degree in exercise science and a master's degree in exercise physiology with an emphasis in adult fitness. She has her certification in personal training and exercise is medicine through the American College of Sports Medicine. Quinn says that she loves being outside and looks forward to hiking in all of the splendor that we have here <laughs> in Southern Utah. Quinn, welcome to the show. Yes, Quinn. Hello. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? What about all those things I just said? Anything that rings true with some of the research or studies that you've been associated with? Um, well, I've definitely heard of the turmeric and black pepper, but more so in terms of like inflammation, reducing inflammation. So first time I really heard of it for memory. Um, but yeah, I could, I could definitely see how sprinting and memory because that increase of blood flow will help you remember things. So if there's one thing that we've found on this show, just in visiting with experts like yourself and research that we've done, it's that everything is so connected. Our our hearts, our brains, our bodies, everything is so connected. So whatever's good for your heart is going to be good for your mind as well. And so, yeah, that one wasn't a big surprise, but, uh, but good advice if we're trying to keep that cognitive strength there as well. Absolutely. (laughs) So, Quinn, today with you, we're going to talk a little bit about anaerobic threshold. So, now that I've thrown that big word out there, (laughs) let's talk about what it is and what it it means to us from a health and wellness standpoint. Yeah. So, your anaerobic threshold is basically when you are exercising at such a high intensity, your body accumulates or starts making lactate lactic acid, and you're working at such a high intensity that your body is no longer able to clear it out as much as it's producing. So if you think of it, it's kind of like a barrier to where you're at and where you want to be in terms of your fitness currently. 
So basically, if, if you surpass that threshold, that's why you feel sore the next day. Is that, is that fair to say? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I would say that it, it basically makes you fatigue extremely quickly. So, um, for instance, if you were sprinting and for some, for some random reason, (laughs) there's a bear behind you. I don't know. Something's (laughs) going on and you're running, you're feeling good. And then you kind of hit this wall and you're using everything that you can to just keep on going. Um, that's basically you hitting your anaerobic threshold that fatigue sets in. It's kind of like you hit a rock and you're going to be stopping within 30 seconds. So it exists, but the good thing is that we can push that threshold. So depending on where your fitness is currently at, you can adjust that. So I like that as an idea, yes. right? As a concept. <laughs> so so basically it's the bonk, right? It's like when you, you're just spent and you're just yeah. done. Okay. Yes. So that's the threshold. So okay. now that we understand what it is, and we also understand that with some practice and with some time, you can adjust it. Should we be working up to it in our workouts or should we be stopping short of it? Um, I guess it depends on your goals. So if you're in a point of your fitness journey where you just want to maintain, I would say just keep doing what you're doing. Um, But if you're at a point where maybe you want to be better or say that you're training for some type of endurance event, then at that point, you would want to work up to it, if not a little bit past it, and then rest and recover so that your body can clear out all that lactic acid or lactate and then do it again. So if you've heard of intervals, that's kind of where they come into play. Okay. So we're talking about intervals. Um, when, when you reach that point, um, and so let's assume that we're trying to improve, like, like, you know, we're, we're not trying to maintain, we're trying to improve. How many times do you want to reach that in a workout? Or is there a point where you kind of burn yourself out and, and maybe do more harm than good? Um, there definitely could be a point where you do more harm than good. So it kind of depends on where you're currently at and then what you're training for. So if you're, you know, couch to 5k and you expect to do 30 minutes of intervals right off the bat, Um, you're going to, you know, beat yourself up pretty quick. So (laughs) it does depend on currently where your fitness level is at. Um, Say if you're already exercising aerobically for about 30 minutes a day, I would safely say you could start maybe intervals, maybe about 20 minutes um, because you're pushing yourself so much harder than you are just like a sustained 30 minute increment. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the the threshold is when you kind of reach that that exhaustion point where you just feel like you can't go any further. You've reached that, you know, the wall or or the bonk or or whatever you want to call it. Aside from that, are there other ways that you can measure the anaerobic threshold? Is there like a, a an app on your watch or how do you how do you track it and then know that you're improving? Boy, I wish you just gave me idea for an app right there. (laughs) Um, So kind of easy ways, if you're on your own, ways that you can kind of tell that you're at that threshold is the bonk, the, your ventilation. So your ventilatory threshold increases, you start to breathe really, really heavy. Um, But to find a more specific way is doing a VO2 max test. Have you 
ever done one or heard of one? I've, I've actually done one before. Yeah, it was a pretty miserable experience. I reached my uh, anaerobic threshold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very challenging, but um, if you are curious about where you're currently at and you do want to become better, um, we can do what's called a VO2 max test. So you, you know, have a, a mask hooked up to your mouth and it analyzes the gas exchange and um, as well as your breathing and a bunch of other factors. And it'll give you about what heart rate that happens at. So then once you have that heart rate, you can now correlate what your anaerobic threshold is to that heart rate in your training. Okay. So you do, so you can correlate it with your heart rate, which you could theoretically have on your iFit watch or your Fitbit (laughs) or, or whatever it is. Right. Yes. Yeah. So hypothetically it could be around like that 85% of your max heart rate, but everybody is different. So I would definitely recommend getting a VO2 max test done if you're curious about it. So this sound this seems like a, a kind of a no-brainer for for runners, for marathoners, sprinters. Are there other applications in other sports? Um, you know, tennis, uh, pickleball, softball, those kinds of things. Is is that an important thing for you to understand if you're participating in some of these other sports that are not so obviously just running and sprinting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, although it is geared towards more of an endurance type athlete. I definitely think it's still useful for any type of athlete Um, with, you know, swimming or pickleball or tennis. um, We're always trying to be better. So as long as we have that measurement, um, we're able to kind of just have, I'm a big data person. So as long as I have the data and I could see what I'm shooting for, that will show me how I can get better. Um, it's going to make you a better player, swimmer, runner, um, athlete, all the above. And, and frankly, just, uh, I'm assuming all around just better in life, right? I mean, the, the ability to just live the kind of life that you want to live, play with your grandkids and, you know, whatever, right? Ride your bike around the block or whatever that happens to be the, the better, the higher, the, the further away <laughs> that anaerobic threshold is, the better it is for all of us. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You're definitely going to have a higher quality of life for sure. So is there a correlation of any sorts with uh, anaerobic threshold and, and other functions within your body, such as like metabolism or, you know, resting heart rate, those, those other types of things that are indicators of, of overall health? Oh, we're digging deep, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Get um, the shovel. We're, going, we're going deep on this one. I wouldn't say that anaerobic threshold directly correlates with that, but I will say Generally speaking, if you have a higher anaerobic threshold, um, all of those factors will be lower. You will have a lower resting heart rate. Um, Anything that kind of dictates that you have a better standing in health, I would generally say will be better. 
which I think makes sense, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. better off our hearts are, the, the better right. off everything is. So, okay. So that makes sense. I, I like that. Um, you spend uh, a lot of your time working with senior athletes uh, here locally at the Live Well Center. It's a, it's a great resource that we have locally. Um, not everyone has access to that who's listening into the show because uh, they come from all across the, the United States. Um, how would someone go about finding uh, finding a VO2 max center or a place to do this testing? What, what would be the, the way that they would go about doing that? Um, yeah, so aside from the Live Well Center, of course, we offer it. Um, but generally, wherever there's a college campus that has an exercise science program, um, there's a lab and students are practicing slash doing them um, for the community. So you can find a um, you could find it there. And then um, I would probably just assume any um, health fitness facility. So not just like a recreational fitness area. I would have to say it'd be more health driven or hospital associated. I like that idea of uh, connecting with the university. Yeah. Uh, like you said, um, there are going to be students there trying to learn and understand and studies that are being done. And I'm sure they would love to have people coming in and, and helping provide these data sets that you've talked about that uh, help them help us understand our overall <laughs> health and wellness better. Yeah, absolutely. I like that idea. And, you know, the typical form of finding out what you're, anaerobic threshold is, is normally in a treadmill, but for anybody out there who is a little bit afraid of using a treadmill or um, doesn't think that that would work for them, you know, just know that there's other modalities that they could use and feel safer on to still figure that out. Oh, so, so for that's interesting. I would have thought treadmill would be the one right. and only. Um, it's more so the importance of like a graded test. So okay. every minute or every three minutes, it's slowly getting challenging, more challenging. Every minute or every three minutes, slow. <laughs> You're like, how long is how this every, supposed to last? Every increment of 10 seconds. How about 10 seconds? <laughs> yeah. And it's done in a minute. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> uh, that's, that sounds like great uh, information. And this, again, especially for the sprinters right. and the runners and the endurance uh, type sports, it seems like to understand that baseline and then build on that would, would be very important. But, but of course in other sports as well, as you said, there's, there's certainly value there. Um, I, I mentioned earlier in your intro that you have a, uh, a kind of a, an emphasis for adult fitness. Um, we've talked about anabol, anab, excuse me, anaerobic threshold. What are other things that uh, adults who are, you know, getting into fitness and trying to understand how their body functions. What are the things that they need to be thinking about as they're on this journey of fitness and wellness? Oh man. Um, The biggest thing I could say, especially for people starting would just be listen to your body. Um, I think so many people get so motivated and excited and go too quick, too fast. So um, I think it's just very important to, um, be consistent and listen to your body and your results will come in whichever form that is. So we are saying we've got to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> that stinks, doesn't it? Yeah. I wish I had. Tough. <laughs> we want it to happen right now. Yeah. Right. 
The pain happens yeah. right now. I don't know why <laughs> it can. <laughs> right? It, it, why it can't is, the relief be instant? Right. Yeah. It is so true, though, that that principle of consistency. I mean, we're, we're so spoiled in, in our modern age. You know, you anything you want is just so available. Everything right. from, you know, drone delivery of your groceries <laughs> to, you know, whatever you want, it's just available. And so this idea of prolonged, consistent work towards a goal is, is kind of a tough one. It is. But it's so important and so crucial. My, my son is uh, developing into quite a, a bodybuilder. And I mean, he, he's, I mean, Lil, oh, yeah. Lil, Lil knows him. He's incredible. He's amazing. He um, but he always talks about that consistency principle. It's just consistency. People look at his biceps and they're like, oh, I want to have arms like that. You know, I'm going to go do a couple of curls and I'll bet I'll be there. And, and that's, it's just not the way it works. Right. It's consistency. He set a goal when he was in the fifth grade wow. that he wanted to work out every single day. And I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that he is now 22 years old and he has never missed a single day. Wow. So when people look at him and wonder, why does he look that way? Well, it's taken quite a few years, you yeah. know, it's, it's a lot of consistency, but that can be applied across the board, you know, regardless mm -hmm. of your sport or, or right. your fitness goals. Um, maybe your goal isn't to be a bodybuilder, but maybe it is to make sure that you can run and play with your grandkids mm -hmm. and get up off the floor and all those kinds of things. And it's just that consistent, um, you know, day after day, just doing the right things that makes a difference, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I think we find ourselves um, always comparing ourselves to everybody's highlight reel. And in reality, they didn't wake up like that. So we have to just what? be get <laughs> newsflash. <laughs> so, yeah, just giving ourselves grace and patience. And um, yeah, it'll, it'll come with hard work. Yeah. And dedication. And, and dedication. That's the yeah. thing. Just making sure that you're sticking with it. And the other thing too, that I think is important, you alluded to this Quinn, but I, I think it's worth emphasizing is just start where you're at, right. you know? Um, it, you don't have to start with a marathon. If, if, uh, that's maybe what your end goal is, then, you know, take the time that it takes to get to that. But no one wakes up their first morning and says, today's the day I'm running a marathon. It, it's, it's a, it's a, a process. And so, you know, I think a lot of times, like you said, we, we start off on these, you know, these big motivated, you know, bursts and then um, it's unsustainable because we're trying too much at, yeah. at, at a time and uh, it, it gets frustrating. And then we, you know, we lose that consistency, but start where you are and uh, just, you know, progress with, like you said, grace and patience and uh, a little bit of patience with yourself. And, you know, before you know it, you're starting to make measurable gains. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, starting off slow isn't um, a, looked at as a bad thing. I feel like people think it's like, oh, I'm wimping out. But in reality, you're preventing yourself from, you know, any injuries that you might have. Um, allowing your body to adapt. I mean, there's so much going on within not only your body, within your muscles, within your tiny, tiny little organisms that are like making all these changes. So yeah. um, it's actually kind of amazing when you think about it. So it really is. It's miraculous. Yeah, there's it no is. question about it. It is. Well, Quinn, thank you so much yes. for joining us today and uh, expanding our 
understanding <laughs> of what our thresholds may or may not be. Yes. Uh, really, really great information. We, we appreciate the time that you spent yes, with us and, and uh, hope you'll have a great day today. Yes. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Take care. All right. Good stuff, right, Lil? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting things. I, I like that idea of, yeah, I like to tease and stuff, but I do like to push myself, right. you know, and I'm certainly not perfect at it and I could be more consistent in a million different ways, but that idea of pushing yourself to the limit for whatever reason appeals to me. So I have a question. In a twisted kind of way. Yes. But, so I have a question. Yes. Yoga. How's it been? Have you stopped? So, I have not stopped. You've been consistent. I have been consistent with Sweet. yoga once a week. I'm not doing it more than okay. that, but I'm doing it once a week and um, I still don't love it, but I'm still doing it. And I'm sure there's benefits in there somewhere. <laughs> they, they say there is. <laughs> they say there are, right? They say there are. <laughs> We've been mentioning for the last couple of months, but just a reminder that registration for the mm-hmm. Huntsman World Senior Games is open. You can check out all of the schedules, the rules, the dates, as well as our COVID-19 plan to keep us all safe at seniorgames.net. While you're there, check out some of the great content that we have. We've got regular health and wellness blog posts. We've got access to our Living Your Best Life webinar series. Just a a huge amount of information on active aging. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and we turn it into a podcast. And then you can subscribe pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. If you're listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating, write a quick review. One of the best and easiest places to leave a review is at podchaser.com slash the active life. And then of course, you can also find this as well as previous shows right on our website. And once again, that website is seniorgames.net. So go and check that out. And then while you're there, register right. for the games. Now's the time. Yes. We passed this. I was going to say, how many? Yeah, this week we passed 5,000. Yeah. So, in fact, we, we blew past it. We're at almost 5,500 now. So, wow. registrations are going well. So, check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes okay. from the great Bob Marley. Oh. And he says, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Yeah. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.